0: For the victory lapto. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They never seen nothing like this before. Lit the broom when I came through the front door. Ask me if I should suffer come. What for? Train in the trees, please. Welcome to the Roz Project, a conversation about life, entrepreneurship, personal development, family tech, and marketing. My name is Ivan Tumelkoff, and I'm your host. What's in this podcast for you? Here you will find life-changing advice to help you level up every aspect of your life and business and to help you reach your goals and dreams. As always, all content is 100% real, raw, and unfiltered. Today on the podcast, I have Caleb Breakey, who in 2014 was desperate. He had spent nearly a decade breaking into traditional publishing uh, but only managed to sell about 20,000 books. So uh, he stopped writing for four years to learn internet marketing from my mentor who had spent a billion dollars on online advertising. Uh, what good was a message after all if he couldn't get it out to the world? Now uh, he has helped hundreds of authors, write books, build platforms, win book contracts, and transformed the world through the written word. Caleb, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for
1: having me. That was a that was a fantastic intro. I appreciate that.
0: <laughs> it, it's a it's a really cool intro actually because uh, well, first of all, not so many people use internet marketing nowadays. I think <laughs> digital has kind of like you know encompassed all of it, right? Because everybody's well, a digital marketer. I think nowadays, you know, since even the person that I just discovered Instagram yesterday, they're a digital marketer. Um, you know, a really cool bio. So you know, let's let's go way back, like. What I want to know is how did you even get into writing? You know, like what and did you know that at an early age, because writing is about storytelling and let's just face it, being a really good communicator too. So what got you into that in the first place? Yeah,
1: I um, I basically liked writing as a teenager. Uh, wasn't that great in school. Didn't have a subject that really... Uh, drew me to it. And so, when I got to college, my approach was, wow, what am I not horrible at? That was my mindset. And I was like, well, writing. So, I'll, I'll do that. And I found out uh, that the best route for me would be journalism. And so, I studied to be a journalist. And writing's just always been in my blood. And from there, I've learned that, hey, if you can read and write, man, you can do anything.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, very cool. And I could be wrong, but directly behind you on that desk, you have a traditional typewriter. Yes, that yes. What that is? <laughs> it's yeah, a royal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, uh, I, I, the only reason I was able to depict that is because as an Eastern European, it's, I, I've seen those things. And, and, and I remember, like, using one of those things when I was really young. You know, like, those typewriters, you know, in the days before the computer – was like the only piece of technology that you had to actually, you know, craft, you know, a uh, type of letter which, you know, nowadays nobody really does that because, you know, we're using Google Docs or, you know, your laptop to 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 write. So, it's really interesting. You know, one thing that I'm fascinated about when it comes to, you know, as an author especially like you is the ability to tell stories, the ability to use words to create emotion uh, because that's a big part of it and that in essence is basically you know uh, a big work of art now in your bio it says you only managed to sell 20,000 books and I'm reading this and I'm just like really you just only sold 20,000 most people wonder how to sell one book you know <laughs> let alone 20,000 so how did you get to like 20,000 like did they just like you know, skyrocket overnight with your publisher or how did it happen? Well, 20,000
1: spread out over several years of publishing just doesn't, uh, it's not that impressive, especially through traditional Mm -hmm. publishing. So uh, I chased traditional publishing and I ended up getting uh, uh, three book deals uh, traditionally. And uh, traditional publishers are going to sell books because they, you know, have the distribution channels. The problem is if you don't sell about 30,000 copies within the first uh, one to three months, you're basically on your own. Uh, the, the publisher is just going let it, to let it die and go on to the next book. And that's becoming, the, 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 the chasm between new authors and success is becoming so huge. Most, 97% of all books and probably more than that are going to sell 5,000 copies or less in their lifetime. And so you have big publishers taking fewer and fewer chances on new authors and more Mm -hmm. or less going to anyone who just has a platform and saying, hey, you should write a book. You should write a book. But this creates a problem because then you have a lot of people who really – don't have a a deep desire, you know, something to say, it's more or less a publisher saying, hey, you have to say something because you have people listening. And so sometimes you have great writers who will never be read, great messages that will never be read. And you have some people who have got a platform and things to say. It's not like they're not valuable, but if they're not inspired, are they really the best books to be out there? And so I have a passion Mm. to uh, to give a voice and a platform back to great writers. And honestly, great writing, I'm not talking about prose here. I'm a fan of prose. I love to see good writing. But at the end of the day, it's someone who's lived life. It's someone who has a story to tell. Someone who's been through the ringer, who's been knocked down. No one wants to hear about the, the know-it-all. They want to hear about the, the stories that you've, that you've gone through, the hardships you've gone through, what you've learned from it, and how you can help them. And so uh, that's really what I mean about people who've got these great stories, but they just can't get them out to the world.
0: So from what I heard you say, you were talking about a couple things that i wanted i wanted to elaborate upon that you said that about ninety seven percent of of books will sell about five thousand or less in a lifetime correct that's correct which means that to be three percent or less basically makes you an anomaly, which you're an anomaly because you have a very enticing story. So it's not necessarily about the distribution in the, in, in, in the book world, right? But it's more about the captivating story that you have that's going to entice people. Is that correct? That's correct. I mean, you can, um, if
1: your story strikes a nerve with people where they can't help but talk about it, uh, like, I believe that's why books moved a little bit faster, uh, you know, maybe even just 10, 20 years ago, before social media, it was word of mouth, you know, you told people what you were reading, that was a topic of conversation. And and books are still a topic, But there are so many other distractions now that even word of mouth isn't quite as powerful as it used to be. Mm -hmm. You don't see the mega bestseller, you know, 70 million copies, 50 million copies. Nowadays, it's more like a million copies, two million, three million. And you would think social media would help that, but in a way, it's just given us more opportunity to be distracted. And uh, it was interesting when you notice the typewriter Yeah. Um, Even today with all the technology, the very last book I wrote, I wrote completely by hand, pen and paper, because it's so easy to get distracted that I needed to get rid of the delete key. I wrote it all on pieces of paper and my wife dictated it for me and put it into the Google Doc. But when it came to the creative process, I had to get away from technology.
0: Well, you know, I think, you know, as, as an author, that's probably a big part, right? Is this, I, I think, you know, being, being a true author is that, and, and, and really being a, um, a, a true creative and also someone who enjoys writing, you know, I think handwriting is just, like for me, is this that that has been a big struggle is to handwrite anything. In fact, I've had a love-hate relationship with journaling over the last year alone. And it's because I think it's the handwriting. Is because uh, I've been so morphed into the digital world that picking up a pen and paper, it just 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 doesn't seem natural, right? Now uh, you were talking about stories that I wanted to latch upon, um, and you were you were mentioning how you know a book is going to sell because he has a powerful story. And actually, it's a not so distant reminder to me because your person one million five hundred eighty three thousand three hundred twenty three has told me that I need to write a book, (laughs) basically, because uh, it's about the story. It's about the experiences that you've had in life. Because let's face it, I mean, it's got to be interesting. It's got to be captivating. It's got to have a powerful story. You know, it's got to have, you know, adversity. It's got to have love, hate, you know, sex, religion, like a blend of all that, because that's what people gravitate towards. I mean, we see it in the world, right? That's why the world has so many problems and so much chaos. with what's been happening with COVID and the Black Lives Matter movement mm-hmm. and everything. It's because there's a lot of friction, but people actually gravitate towards that. So, in essence, a book is kind of like that, right? Is that it's got to have a powerful story, right? Yeah, it it is. I, um, you
1: know, I was reminded just this past week of this idea of everything needs to be structured with a hook, <laughs> the story, and then finally, you know, the the call to action. But It all comes down to story. People, even though, you know, when I first started writing books, I really went the how-to method. I I was like, well, you know, at the end of the day, people just want this book to help them do something. So I wrote in a very how-to fashion. There were stories involved, but writing a book today, I'm only thinking story because story is truly how we learn. It's how we grow. It's how, it's what, it's what Polda said. It's just how we as humans are, uh, it's in our DNA to, right. to hear a story, you know, long ago, people taught through stories. They, you know, if they, if you wanted to, you know, learn, you know, teach how to hunt for food, you know, you told a story. If you wanted to talk about, you know, defending your home, you told a story about what happened, you know, and so story is powerful. And without a story, you're pretty much sunk. If you do have a story, well, what becomes a the challenge then? And I think that is where the most authors uh, fail to bridge that next gap which is how do I make sure my story gets in front of people every single day because you know my books they they sold x amount and you right. know you're saying three percent's an anomaly and that was after seven years just breaking into the industry so it really has a way of weeding you out the the traditional model yeah and so today it's all about how can you make sure that your stories get in front of the right readers every single day
0: yeah, and, and that's probably the the most challenging part is this that, you know, how do how to keep people enticed, right? Is because um, you know, to get your story every single day and, and peak interest and also continue to peak interest is probably the most challenging part. I know you were talking about social media and you made a very valid point around the fact that, you know, you would think that social media would like enhance that. And create more exposure, create more awareness, right, but I think it 's sort of a, another disruptive platform, multiple platforms uh, I should say where 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 people I feel like are being even more expressive, and maybe the message is getting lost to where it 's not. As captivating like you said back in the day is word of mouth is you know you wrote a book so you told someone and that person told another person and you know it created a a, a chain effect so um i know that uh, you were talking about before we hit record that uh, there was a new course that you had started to work on uh that you know uh, a lot of people are gravitating towards Let's let's talk about that course and what that course does
1: yeah so Really, the course came out of uh, two companies that I run. And the companies that I run are ghostwriting agencies, ghostwriting platform. When I I realized how hard it was, I wanted to be able to basically come alongside with the message and do everything for them because most people don't have the time or the expertise to write a book. So the course came out of basically peeling back the curtain of what we do at my businesses and teaching others how to do it themselves. And so the course goes into, hey, like, how do you know your idea is, you know, something that you're going to be passionate about? How do you actually outline it? How do you get excited about it? How do you know who your readership is? And then we go into just the basics of how do you get it in front of people? What what is an, What is an online funnel? How do you make sure people see your ads? How are they the right people? How do you actually work toward getting a return on investment so that you can sustain uh, your ability to write and reach people. And so the course really goes into that.
0: Um, Very cool. Well, you mentioned a couple of things there is just that I think writing, writing the book is probably, you know, what, probably half the battle if that, because once you write it, uh, you still have to promote it. You know, it's kind of like just because you build it, they won't come. I think that was a traditional mentality is that just because you build it, you know, people are going to start flocking in, whether right. it was, you know, build a business or, or start a business or whatever. Um, and it's, it's true in, uh, you know, with, with writing books, right? Is this that, you know, just because you write the book doesn't mean that, you know, everybody's suddenly going to say, Oh, Hey, great. You wrote a book. I'm going to go and buy. you got to attract those people. So I that's think right. that's what you were talking about is this that with, with your company is this that you help those authors generate attraction, create traction, Create awareness, interest to where that book starts selling, right. um, uh, Eventually, and, and you know, building funnels and, and things like that that um, uh, you talked about, very very cool. So, uh, what's, what are some things that you're currently working on that you know are worth um, discussing? You know, are there any cool projects that you guys are working on right now, or any cool authors maybe that you know are popping on the scene?
1: Yeah, so uh, you know, one of our authors uh, just released a book. Um, we started with him and helped him basically direct him toward a traditional publisher. He had such a large platform that it just made sense. There's a lot to be said about publishing traditionally, self-publishing, doing a hybrid model, uh, because um, you know I've done both, and the royalties are pretty pretty minuscule when you do traditional, but they also yeah. have a very large reach. And so, uh, one of the authors that we work with just hit bestsellers list number one on all of Amazon, New York Times, USA Today um and and he just has a tremendous platform uh he was one who just made sense to go traditional because if you have a platform traditional publishers is really going to be able to blast it out for you but if you're going more the um the the uh hey you got to scrape and crawl like most um authors well that's where I try to teach authors to have a mindset and I just read a, a great quote in a book called Upstream by, I believe it's Dan Heath, Dan or Chip Heath. And it's this Mm -hmm. idea of be impatient uh, for action and be patient for results. Most authors stop after their book doesn't sell like hotcakes right away. And it's too bad because they put it on themselves. They say, well, I guess my story really wasn't that good. It really wasn't that moving, really. And they basically say, I'm not cut out to be a writer when really they lost focus of being patient for results. Because kind of like on social media, you know, people would think, hey, I'm connected to all these people. If I say buy my book, buy my book, buy my book, then they're going to do it. Well, that could have worked like back when it was word of mouth, Right. Why? Because you had a relationship with the people you're talking with. Yeah. They hear about your book, they want to buy it. You have a built up relationship. But today we cheapen it. We, we just go out to strangers and say, buy my book, buy my book. And so we try to turn that on our head. It's like, how can you give value? How can you welcome people into the story yep. and, and create a low barrier of entry to where they get to be a part of it? And then you start taking them on the journey from there. Commitment by commitment. Yes by yes. Because let's face it, online, you know, being online. Uh, has created, yeah. you know, so many fake people, fake, uh, you know, scams, all these different things that you have to be genuine and real and develop a relationship. And to do that, you've got to be quick to take action, write the book, learn all the yep. skills, all of that. But when it comes to results, you have got to be patient. And frankly, yep. I love the, the Tony Robbins quote, like most people overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in a lifetime. And and that is so true of authors. If you stick with it, you can create massive change, but most authors don't stick with it.
0: Yeah. No. Uh, those are some excellent points, and I wanted to touch upon those things because uh, personally with my business specifically, is I have really heavily focused on the human element, uh, human marketing, human centricity, building those relationships. And you mentioned a couple of things there that I really resonate with is this, First of all, patience is, is true for anything. There's a lot of male, female entrepreneurs that listen to this podcast. And patience is, is intricate within any business, really. It's, it doesn't matter if you have a product or service or, or whatever kind of business. Patience is still at the core. So you were talking about how these authors get so impatient and they get aggravated when their book doesn't, doesn't sell. It's kind of like, well, it probably wasn't a powerful story. To begin with or or maybe there's something that didn't really resonate with people you know it's not like you can fabricate a book to sell you can't do it you know it has to have uh, a unique enticing proposition but that's like anything else and then you got to be patient because it's you know it's the long haul you were talking about social media also where i think one of the biggest misconceptions with social media is mass promotion a lot of people think that if you do mass promotion on social media, in this case, if you mass promote your book, that they're gonna go out and buy the book. Well, they don't know you. You know, they don't, they don't, they don't know if your book has any value. So it helps to build that relationship and kind of guide people. You know, uh, build a relationship, build likability. You know, build some trust. Also, tell them a little bit about what the book is. You know, get to know them and see how can your book solve a problem and create a solution. For something that maybe you're struggling with in your life or, you know, you're struggling in your business also. Because ultimately that's what the book does. And I know you were talking about that one of your first books that, that you created was a how-to book. Which is probably one of the most, you know, popular pieces of content on the internet anyway. Is this how to do something. I mean, you can go to YouTube and find how to change the battery of your car. That's a how-to. But someone created that video. Or millions of people created videos like that, right? That's a really good point about patience. In the long haul and I would think with authors specifically you have to be eternally patient you just have to be because chances are if you write your first book it's probably not gonna be successful your second book might not be either your third book might not be either so by then your three books in, do you lose hope completely because none of your books sold or is it okay I need to go back to the drawing board and figure out okay What's something interesting and captivating that I can talk about? This is why with the Raw's Project, and, and I know I mentioned this in the beginning in the intro, is this, that it's real, raw, and, and, and unconventional because there's too much conventional in the world. Nobody likes that. There's too much mediocrity. So that's why you know, I like to bring people on like you that, that are very direct, very transparent, tell a really good story, Because without a good story, nobody wants to hear about it. And that's really essential within any business, right? Especially in in the author world where you're writing books and you're telling stories that people are going to captivate towards, right? Right. You know, there was a um, talking about,
1: it really comes down to, for an author, building trust. Relationship is everything when it comes to books and really everything. And so even uh, today, I was going over with one of my uh, marketing managers, how we were going to promote a book. And um, what we decided that we were going to do was to create kind of an uh, almost like a really helpful PDF, highly valuable piece of content, about 10 pages or so. We're going to give that away for free. Immediately, everyone who kind of opts into that is going to be taken to a video of the author and they're going to tell their story. They're going to tell their story of uh, this book that they wrote. And because we gave away some free content in the beginning, a video, we actually don't sell the book until the end of the video. And even with the book, we're selling it with a a webinar, like more of the author. And you'll see now they've gotten their hands some written material for free, a video of the author before we ever even get close to telling them about the book, because it comes down to relationship. And, and sometimes we'll do all free and then sell later because relationship is everything before you ever try to sell something or tell your story. You know, stories are free. So you yeah. have to have a relationship. You have to be known, liked, and trusted. And that is, uh, that's the real battle for authors who just usually are not willing because they've, and, and I get it, it takes a lot of work to write a book and you're like, man, I'm done. I can finally sell this thing. But then when you think, wait, I've done all this work and now I have to like build trust by giving stuff away for free and creating videos and all this stuff, it can become overwhelming. But there is the patience. You know, the book is step one. What's step two? Build that relationship.
0: Right. You know, it's so ironic because you mentioned three things in that statement that I wholeheartedly believe in, and that is trust, likability, and value. Hmm. Uh, I think persuasion is probably number four and I don't talk much about that, but really how those three things play in modern entrepreneurship or in modern business, whether, whether you're an author or, you know, you own a dealership, you know, it's, it's fundamentally the same in any business. One is trust. People have to be able to trust you. And I think trust in a digital world is built through consistency where you're creating an expectation and, and people know that you're going to show up on a regular basis. That creates an expectation and that creates a sense of dependability. So with authors, they have to create that trust with their audience. And, and it's, it almost has to be organic nowadays. I mean, there's a paid initiative behind that that you can do on social media. But, you know, a lot of modern consumers are savvy enough in knowing that, you know, they know the difference between a paid ad and an organic initiative. So building that trust is a lot of guerrilla style where you're doing a lot of outreach and meeting people and so on and so forth. And then the second thing is likability. The people that are gonna buy the book are the people that probably resonate with your story or whatever, like you mentioned, the, the, the teasers and, and, and the videos that you share to promote you know, the book in itself. Well, the likability factors, they have to like you as a person. You know, They have to get to know you to like you also. And then the value is the book in essence, like the story. What kind of a problem is it solving And so the trust, likability, value, and the persuasion is basically to persuade people to buy the book. But these four things, in essence, are fundamentally essential to any business model, any industry, any vertical specifically. And it's actually almost mind-boggling because there's a lot of small businesses out there specifically that just still don't get it. They don't get that you got to build those things before they buy your product, your service, or your book. Um, you know, I've really enjoyed the conversation, you know, you, uh, first of all, I've been very curious and actually before we, we wrap things up, I actually wanted to ask you about sales when it comes to, 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 to books, right? Do you see more of online sales, you know, digital sales like, like uh, you know, like an Amazon Kindle type for books or are people still buying paperbacks? Yeah, I, well, I mean, I,
1: I could be a case study. I'm a older millennial, but nowadays I buy only paperbacks uh, because I like to write in them. I like to highlight in them, and I have too much technology everywhere else. I'll, I'll read on my my you know Kindle Paperwhite every now and then,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but for the most part, like over there, over my shoulder is my Change My Life bookshelf. That's you know, anytime I read a book and I feel like it's impacted me, I put it on there, and um, those are paperbacks, and so people are still buying paperback books. Uh, you know, the their their death was exaggerated, <laughs> and um, you know, I think more of the the emphasis now is using your book for leverage. So, if you want to get to a profitable venture as fast as possible, you don't write a book to sell it. You write a book as the beginning of a relationship. It's the beginning; it's not the end. So. For instance, most people and how I coach them is: Hey, if you write this book, well, next I want you to create a video course around it, and then I want you to create group coaching, and then individualized coaching, and then seminars. Mm -hmm. So if you connect all of those, you're moving people up a value ladder. My business did it opposite. Usually, you start the value ladder, you head upward. (laughs) Hey, I'm going to write a book, but sell for ten bucks. Video course is going to be a hundred. You know, group coaching is going to be you know two hundred. What have you? Work your way up. We started out with kind of done for you services way up here with thousands and thousands. We've worked our way down to a course and soon enough, we'll probably write a book about what we do. And so, but it all comes down to a value ladder. You want to be able to take people on a journey and a book is the perfect starting point. But at the end of the day, reading retention is just one small aspect of it. Like what's next? So, you know, if you write a book, where's that next part where people are like, man, that was an amazing story, but Kind of feel like I'm on my own. Well, what if you did group coaching and you met with them twice a, twice a month and started taking kind of your inner, inner circle on a journey? That's yeah. the future of the author today is bringing their readers and community together and leading them forward to a heroic cause.
0: Very cool. I, and I appreciate you sharing that because, you know, I think there was a lot in this conversation that you mentioned about the The digital version of the author or uh, the modern author, and what what authors need to um you know consider when you everything from from a A to Z um with that being said you know i've I've really enjoyed the conversation. there was so much that you shared that I personally you know wasn't aware of when it comes to you know writing a book, being an author you know and I'm sure there's a lot more to learn also but um uh before we we wrap things up on this episode let's throw out some social handles, some websites. You know, how can people connect with you if they want to write a book?
1: Definitely. So, the best way is going to be either go to my personal website, calebbreakey.com, or our business website,
0: speakittobook.com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Caleb, I want to thank you so much for jumping on the Ross Project with me. I truly enjoyed our conversation and uh, look forward to uh, continuing the combo. Awesome. I appreciate it, Ivan. It's a Sands cross lands in stormy short, short seasons in the year, yeah. Ain't no channel for champions and chain, no fear. Yep, the champions, is yeah. here, switch gears with deep hitters in the room.